We're never getting pizza. I'm very hungry. Also, he's. <laughs> there he is! Oh. oh. We have to let him in. Press, press a button. You can have some beer instead of bubbles? No bubbles. Well, beer has bubbles. Yeah. I mean, it is technically bubbly. Now there's all these delicious drinks that I want to drink. Maybe I'll. Have... <laughs> I suppose you should have a beer before you have the bubbly. Okay, I'll do that. Because... <laughs> beer after bubbly makes you wobbly. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Story Strumpets. Every episode, we read a story and talk about what we think is working and what's not. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um... I loved taking the bus. The only downside to it is that it depends on traffic, mm. so you never know how long it's gonna, it's gonna take you. Mm. I've got quite a few buses in my life. Well, I feel like it'd be quite a struggle to never catch a bus. There was a bus service, so I went to university in Brighton, well, Sussex. There was like one big horrible bus service, but then there was this amazing one called the Lemon Bus, which um, was bright yellow. It ran very infrequently, no one quite knew when it, was, when it was coming, but it was bright yellow, and it ran on um, all recycled uh, vegetable oil. Because mm. Brighton is by the sea, so there's tons and tons of fish and chip places. <laughs> so, like, the lemon bus would go around all these chippies, collecting old fish and chip grease, and then turn it into fuel, and then drive around the city. And what was quite fun about it is that, that when you did miss a lemon bus, which you often did because you never knew when they were coming, um, if it drove away from you, as you were running up to it, you just get a big old gust of like fish and chip oil, <laughs> which was like just salt in the wound, really. Mm. <laughs> I think there's some good buses out there. And is that environmentally sustainable? Mm. Like, it, it's obviously not fossil fuels, so that's good. <laughs> but like, does it give off horrible emissions? I mean... That's um, something... I can tell you, Aaron. <laughs> Was it not written on the side I mean, of the bus? I thought all British buses had things written on them. They did, yeah. Well, it had the word lemon. Oh, the other fun thing they did as a promotion during Freshers' Week, instead of paying money, you could just bring a lemon on board and you'd get free travel. <laughs> so you'd see all these very wasted Freshers around Brighton carrying lemons around, going, lemon! <laughs> Making that noise that everyone who's a bit... What do you do with the lemon, though? Just well, show it to the just driver. Just show it, and yeah, then the driver had no use for it. You didn't have but... to give it to the driver. I'm, I, these, now we're talking about it in a bit more detail, because um, um, I can see why the business might not have succeeded <laughs> as well as it might have done. But yeah, and he didn't have to give him any money, he just had to show it to the driver. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that's a lovely bus story. Yeah. Have, have, you, have any, you taken any good buses? I don't have any good bus stories. Well, so now that we've had a bit of dinner, uh -huh. yes, and we've had a bit of a chat. Good old Marcel. We are going to have a guest for the next few stories because Dunya has to take us a short break. But we have the one and only Dan Ayers. So in a recent episode, we actually workshopped a story by Dan, but now he's learned everything there is to know from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so tonight he's here to workshop I have, with us. from listening to the Strumpet's advice, become the perfect writer. Uh, so yeah. that's... That was really, really Check. helpful. Check Excellent. him out. Yeah, yeah gorse is all sorted. Gorse does smell like coconuts. And I will establish that in the story early on <laughs> in a, in a non-expositional way. So I really appreciate your advice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm yeah, really, really happy to fill in for Dunia this week. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a writer who's also based in Berlin. So I feel like I have 
some experience in giving feedback and things. I work for video games, so it's a bit different from short stories, but I feel like uh, short stories is a good place to start for most writers. Here Sister Mary Dan. Sister Mary Dan. <laughs> That's the official term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sister Mary Dan is here with us today. Yes. To discuss. I've come all a long way. Bus over troubled waters by mm. Tim Clark. Bus over troubled waters by Tim Clark. I was new to the city. I was new on the job, and my car wouldn't start. If there was a silver lining, it was my car not starting the night before, when I wanted to go buy some groceries. That way I had time to get it towed to some expensive, probably larcenous mechanic, by a tow truck operator who seemed a little less than reputable. But what can you do when you don't know anybody, or any business? It was fortunate because I had time to research the bus schedules. In the morning I would be up an hour earlier, down at the bus stop at Morris Street and Apple Orchard Drive, armed with a travel mug full of fresh hot coffee and a freshly created playlist of music guaranteed to soothe the savage jitters mass transit was sure to cause. I would ride that bad boy all the way to the corner just a block from where I work. The Eternal Flame Lamp Company. I was the mailroom supervisor. Walking to the bus stop, lunch in hand, earbuds in place, and the Grateful Dead singing, Friend of the Devil, I couldn't help but feel the stirrings of an adventure. My pulse quickened, my pace picked up, and I felt a smile. Damn, life is okay. At the bus stop, several people waited, sullen, unresponsive, gloomy, and almost gray. I didn't care. Superman by the kinks got to be a Superman to survive, played from one ear to the other. I was Superman, tackling mass transit all by myself. I loved all the commuters waiting with me. Almost out of nowhere, a bus appeared, dark, clanging, and fearsome. It reminded me of a dragon breathing smoke, steam, noise, chaos. The door hissed open. It exhaled a smell of sweet decay, sumptuous rot, a touch of sulfur mixed with tones of despair, loneliness, and fear. There was something weird, but it was my first bus trip. Maybe they all smelled like that. Someone from the back of the crowd shuffled forward, slow and reluctant. He climbed the single stair, walked past the driver who grunted, and went toward the back. I didn't know what bus this was, but the time was right, so I boarded. I dropped the change in the slot, and it dropped and bounced and echoed for what seemed like an eternity. The driver was hidden in darkness, but I could feel him looking at me. I don't know how, but I could feel his stare, his eyes, as if they were tiny spots of darkness, even darker than the shadows surrounding him. Since I didn't know what else to do, I went and sat down. Almost without movement, the bus pulled away from the curb and was off. And almost without stopping, the bus stopped and the doors hissed open. Light from a lamp stopped short of coming in the bus. It came right up to the door, but stayed there. A man walked in, looked at the driver and sat down. 
He was only a couple of seats away, and he was smoking. It was coming from his jacket, easing out of the collar, seeping from the cuffs of his pants, the sleeves of his shirt. It was a terrible smell. Burning hair, burning gasoline, and a smell of cologne. A lot of cologne. The stench was so powerful, nauseating, I moved a few seats farther back, crossing over to the curbside of the bus. I realized my music had stopped, so I looked at my phone. The screen was blank, and pushing the home button brought a symbol made of lines intersecting at angles, each intersection surrounded by a circle. The circle screw and shrank in a pattern. It seemed to be a map, but there were no names, no buildings, only lines. It came from the bottom and scrolled toward the top, lines changing, circles signaling something. But what? A stark red line started crawling up, and the circle around it looked mean. In my headphones, a song started to grow in volume. It was Fire by the Crazy World of Arthur Brown. And it really put me up tight. My skin started to grow cold, clammy. It started to crawl up my back, trying to escape off the top of my head. I think I'm on the wrong bus, I said, weakly. Nobody turned. Nobody cared. Crash. The bus stopped. The door hissed open, and a blinding white light stepped on. I could barely stand to look at it, but I couldn't look away. An arm rose from the right side of the light, a finger pointed at me, and a voice rose, slowly, majestically soft, kind, warm. You're on the wrong bus, dumbass, the voice said, with such painful wisdom it almost made me cry. Sorry, Gabriel, the driver said. I knew there was something wrong with the guy. His voice came from somewhere a long ways away, somewhere unimaginable. It made me shiver. He handed me a receipt for a free trip. When the time is right, it said across the back. Gabriel put me on an express that took me right to work, and I clocked in with minutes to spare. City life is a lot different than I expected. The End Erin, would you like to start? Okay. I really liked the descriptions of the bus. There were these moments where he described the interior of the bus in this lovely detail that felt like it could be a real bus or felt like it could be an infernal bus. And it was difficult to tell which, and I really loved that. I really loved those moments where you're like, yeah, that's every bus ride I've been on. Oh, no, wait, it's a hell bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have just, I had similar feelings, like when the descriptions of the bus get very vivid and almost it crosses over from into the, yeah, quite a surreal, like when the bus becomes this monster that's kind of dragging this, like chugging down the street. I was that, yeah, I was like, wow, that really kind of caught my attention. Um, I thought that was a really nice touch. The descriptions are super, super vivid. I really liked um, the use of music, actually. Mm. I think that's a very good tool. Um to set a mood it's also very challenging because Mm. you don't have the actual music you just have to use the names so you have to trust that people are either going to look it up or they know it 
but I do like the whole use of having a playlist and the preparations about going into the bus, getting ready to set the mood, and this is the kind of day that you want mm. to have, and it's the kind of day that you're going to have. Yeah. I did like how multi-sensory the story is. Mm. There's never one moment where we're relying just on the narrator explaining what he sees. Mm. There's a lot of smell, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. sounds and music, and I mm. thought that was really nice. Mm -hmm. But one of my main comments was that I wanted more. What I would like to see is this kind of, like, drip, drip, drip of it gets kind of weirder. So it's like they maybe he could hint at the bus having this sort of slightly surreal fantastical quality and then it can build up yeah. throughout the bus like that's what i was i felt like i was missing from this story there wasn't necessarily this gradual build up to yeah. a crescendo do you know what i mean like, exactly if we're talking about music as well like i feel like it was a bit all or nothing sometimes it was yeah. a bit mundane yeah or very surreal and mm. for me the bits that i was most like hooked by is kind of this um yeah these very vivid surreal descriptions but I feel like there's a way of doing it so it's bit by bit and it gathers pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting exploration of anxiety. And again, that's why I could do with a little bit of a build-up. Because I really like this positivity that sets the tone. This like, oh, commuters are great. It's my first time <laughs> on a bus. Everything is wonderful. Woohoo! And then it's like, shit, buses are terrible. There's a monster. Ah! Like, I like all of that. And I just, yeah, that's another reason why I think it's great. It could be nice for it to be gradual because... I feel like anxiety often has that effect, right? Like, you're kind of in a public space, you're like, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable. And so it starts at that level. Mm -hmm. It starts quite low, and then you're like, oh, God, is that person... And then you're... It's kind of like anxious feelings kind of, like, start to cycle, right? And then you're like, oh, God, is that person a demon? <laughs> is that person going to steal from me? Da, da, da. And, like, it's what you're... It's like, exactly. It's probably, like, probably what I read into this is, like, the bus ride's fine, he's just on the wrong bus. Yeah. Which, is, which can be a scary thing, right? One of my feelings with this piece was that it's almost an anecdote at the moment and we can turn it into a full story with these kinds of details mm, and by just true. like stretching yes. out the tension and adding in the layers of description, mm. like you say. Mm. But so, Dan, for you, mm. when the bus pulls up already, for you it's definitely infernal already. It reminded me of a dragon breathing yeah. smoke, steam, noise, chaos. Yeah. It's definitely, you can tell it's from the narrator's perception. Um, but definitely, like, it does enter, I feel like it enters a new realm there, right? Like, yeah. it's been quite mm, based in the real world up until that point. And even though these are mostly, like, metaphors, it's still, it feels like it enters this new kind mm. of, it, it, the, the story shifted for me there. And also, that's where I got excited. Like, I really like the positivity in this, but I, one of my other notes in, with the story was, I think, I didn't need as much information at the beginning. All we really need to know is this is someone who's new to the city who is taking a bus for the first time. I was actually going to ask you guys about mm. this because start, since like starting at the beginning, I feel yeah. the paragraph, the first paragraph, is a little bit too heavy. Yeah. It's too convoluted as well because it talks about silver linings in the groceries on top of the fact that he's new to the city. And like you said, all we need to know is mm. the fact that he's new to the city mm. to understand why he's a little bit anxious about taking the bus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I want my solution there, what I was thinking, but now I'm listening to you, I'm changing my mind, of course. Because <laughs> we're very convincing. <laughs> you are. But I was thinking, like, I wanted more emotion around that paragraph to make it work for me as the first mm. paragraph. So what does yeah. he feel about his car? Is he particularly attached to yes. his car? 
Why has he never taken a bus before? Is it because he always drives everywhere? Mm. Um, how does he feel about public transport? I think that's a good solution, the one that you offered, Erin, in terms of like, yeah, either emotionally ground us in how this narrator is feeling, but for me, in terms of like the action really kicks off one when, well, yeah, basically when he arrives at the bus stop, really. So, like, I think we can set that up really, really quickly, go to the bus stop, and then we get the sense of his feelings, then we get the anxiety, and then we get the, this, these more yeah. fantastical imagery, because for me, that's where the story kicked off, really. And then when you say when the story kicked off, then mm. I, I also had a question about that, because the guy talks about the bus coming on time and saying, well the bus looked like this and that and it reminded me of a dragon and it was a little bit weird but mm -hmm. I got in because it was the right time and I actually wanted that to last a little bit longer to mark that shift mm -hmm. into the rest yeah. of the story I see that. because I wanted him to hesitate and think oh this doesn't look like the right bus but I'm yeah. new to the city so I'm not gonna ask anyone if yeah. this is the bus that yeah. goes there yeah. He just really very quickly made the decision, as, as in like, which you can do, sure. it's fine, it's perfectly natural, but for the sake of a story, hesitate before you take that step to go into the bus. Yeah, even for it to be last minute, a last minute snap decision, yeah. oh no shit, it is my bus, I'm gonna get on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've done that thousands of times, yeah. it's like, Ooh. like, yeah. so, like <laughs> if, oh, it's probably going where I, where I want it to go. Well, and where are we supposed to start to get that vibe? Are we supposed to start to get that vibe up at the Eternal Lamp? What was it? The Eternal Flame Lamp company. <laughs> I like which, that. Which I really which loved. Which was the first one that made me go, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. That I was like, oh, The that's... Eternal Flame Lamp company. And also, the Eternal Flame Lamp company, I was the mailroom supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> That, that. Really, yeah, that made me laugh because I was like, yeah. what a brilliant combination of things. <laughs> 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 like, does the Eternal Flame Lamp Company need a mailroom supervisor? Are they getting a lot of mail? Like, <laughs> can you only order an Eternal Lamp? A Eternal Flame Lamp, sorry. Through mail? mail? Yeah. Like, Maybe they get lots of complaints. Or a lot of love letters. I'm a big fan of just like... <laughs> dropping a random detail that never gets explained. You have to be careful, like, not doing it too much. But, um, I think, yeah, I think this writer's got a pretty good sense of when to drop that information. It's, you know, and then we get the Grateful Dead just a little bit afterwards. I liked the way the song titles <coughs> gave us these clues of what yeah. was happening. I didn't want it revealed too early because I liked the clues when I went back over it. So wait, are we thinking that the bus is driven by the devil? Or I was thinking more sort of like, who's the guy who rows you across the river Styx? Ah, the yeah, ferryman. Oh, you know. That cheeky jabby. <laughs> you pay him with the coins, but I can't remember his name. I mean, I got like hellish vibes, but I didn't get this as this was the bus to hell. Oh, see, I think he's he's <clears> new <throat> in the city. He's supposed to be working at the Eternal Flame Lamp company yeah, in heaven, obviously. obviously. And oh, then he okay. accidentally I called I, I have to say, the bus to hell. I have to say that this I didn't get any of no. that. I didn't go back to... I loved the name Eternal Flame Lamp as a name. Funny. I thought it was funny, but I did not relate it as... Yes, like what you're saying now makes perfect sense. It does make sense, yeah. <laughs> But I did not read it that yeah, way at all. He just, he's on his first day to work in heaven. 
And he's caught. Why is that? Well, damn, nice. Let's flame. move to the city. Eternal flame. So Jesus and the eternal flame. And like, see, I was brought up in the church. So uh, you, you have the eternal flame this burning. Changes there's changes everything. There's, can, there's always a candle in, in the church that never goes out. And it used to terrify me as a child. Because what if the candle went out? It can't go out because it's God. But it's also so a it's candle. Kind of... So what if it does go out? Like... Of course, it's a battery-operated lamp. (laughs) But like, as a child, I remember finding that quite like worrying. What if the eternal flame went out? But the eternal flame represents God and Jesus. And so I thought it represented Atomic Kitten, the nineties pop band who sang about eternal flame. No, no, come on, who's eternal flame? Close your eyes, give me your hand, darling. Okay, well, well Atomic Kitten definitely well, covered it. Did they? No, yeah, I think it's. I think, I think it was it's more like Cindy Lauper. Yeah, no, it might have been originally, but you know. And and I love this angelic figure. Uh, so majestically soft, kind, warm, going. You're on the wrong bus, dumbass. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um, with such painful wisdom and all this. You make me cry. But, but it could. This could all kind of. But this is why I read it as an ex- exploration of anxiety because I felt like it was like. Me too. This is someone who is in a new city, getting the bus for the first time, and is just being overwhelmed and is getting caught in their own imagination, and this is what imagination can do, you project. It might not be as literal as I took it. I definitely took it as this kind of like... That's why I'm saying it's more like an anecdote. I feel like the ending was more like a punchline, where you go through all Mm. of this stuff thinking he's just suffering from sort of anxiety, and then you get to the end and you're like, Oh, no, it was actually celestial. Hmm. I mean, but this is what I mean. I feel like, for me, there were a lot of bits that were missing because I was picturing just the real world and there's just this guy and then, yeah, where does this express train come from? But do you know what I mean? In both cases, Hmm. I feel like that makes it even more important for me to have a world establishment. Yeah. I totally at the agree. Beginning. And that's why I think the best bits, if I can read out a couple of my favourite lines, mm. it exhaled a smell of sweet decay, sumptuous rot, a touch of sulphur. So that's, <laughs> you know, hell sulphur, right? Mixed with tones of despair, loneliness and fear. There was something weird, but it was my first bus trip. Maybe they all smelled like that. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, what bus have you ever... That doesn't smell of, like, despair, loneliness and fear. Yes, they all smell like that. I, but I'm isn't that great there. because that works in a supernatural way, but it also works in an everyday exactly. city way. That's what yeah. I think is beautiful about those yeah. ones. And also when it drops the change in the slot and it dropped and bounced and echoed for what seemed like an eternity. Yeah. So yeah, also this smart. one, you know. Yeah. it just I love the way that it reads in both ways. It could also just be this super anxious bus ride but then you get eternity there so and towards the end I wouldn't mind if you played it up just a little bit more but in the beginning I really liked those bits where you just got these tones of it if we're in that if that's the case of that yeah in terms of playing it up he could literally the bus could literally be like about to arrive at the gates of hell that he's arriving at somewhere which like could either be perceived as the gates of hell or it's just like I don't know, some awful swimming pool or something. (laughs) Somewhere terrible. Um, Yeah, and then that's when he gets off. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he gets... It's like he's saved. He gets this moment of redemption, whether this is is read in a supernatural way or whether this is read as 
someone having an anxiety attack. Either way, he gets this moment of redemption because someone is just kind enough to be like, get off the bus, mate, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. What did you make of the paragraph where he realises his music has stopped? Because for me, this was mm. passing a threshold. Yeah. And I wanted the phone to start glitching out yeah. in a number of pointed ways that drop clues to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and so the only clue we really get is this pattern of the map but I didn't really understand whether that was supposed to be the circles of hell or what. I had the same note, and since I said the description of the lines and circles on his phone felt really heavy with symbolism, but we yeah. never found out what it was. If you want it to be abstract, then it should be an abstract image of the phone just going blip, 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 going crazy. But if you are specifying circles and lines that connect mm. the circles, then there has to be a reason for it. Maybe it's the rings point. of hell. Like yeah. That was like Dante's yeah. Inferno. That was kind of what I thought. But then I, I thought <laughs> the like... rings of hell. All of these terminologies that Aaron is so Right? This is amazing. What? I do not know about this This is stuff. someone who went to a Catholic Yeah. Catholic. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't everybody raised with Sister Gonzaga Barry in the circles of hell? No. I was raised we no. had a little chaplain who like lived in the school somewhere but like she didn't know <laughs> shit like she didn't she didn't she never talked <laughs> about hell she was just like you know that exact paragraph which you just highlighted with um all the yeah all the like messages on the screen <laughs> this is how much i thought about it i put the words cool comma weird <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I wouldn't think about anything satanic. I didn't think about like I didn't think we were going to the gates of hell. I was like, oh, his phone's fucking up. <laughs> but it's doing it in like a bit of a weird way. Like you know that happens sometimes. Like if you drop your phone, it's a bit like Whoa. It starts flashing at you, whatever. So I was like, ah, oh, cool, weird. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Well, sorry, we're getting distracted. Bit way late. I bit wanted way late. to talk about this phone, yes, and what right. I want to have happen in that moment is to see how each app on the phone reacts. So we get the music yeah. app, it starts to play Fire by the Crazy World of Arthur Brown, mm. which I don't know the song, but I love it. Um, That's very hellish. Google, yeah. Google Maps maybe should get the map of hell up. Maybe that's when he tries to look at Google Maps to see where they blatant. are. I feel like, it, it's, if, again, if we've set the world, it can be somewhere that's hellish in, it could be like the crematorium or something, you know? Because like, yeah. I like the fact that we, that we can both have these different readings. So if it's just like the Google, if Google Maps just said hell, you know, what's the clock doing? Yeah. What's, what's Tinder doing? Like, like is, <laughs> is the clock just <laughs> most importantly grinder? Yeah. But the clock could just have an infinity symbol on it all of a sudden. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, that's like, cool. That's nice. Triple eight. Yeah. Triple six. Triple six. Yeah. We could have a bit more fun. Yeah, with I the agree. Phone I agree. Out. Especially like if we're gonna fill in this, because it feels quite like a modern story. So why not play with? And I think yeah. it would make the whole map thing a little bit funnier. Yeah. Yeah, you could if play it other, up. Other apps were if it's going in the map app, yeah. quirky as well. Yeah. That's what's nice about this whole section. I think. It kind of borders quite sinister and creepy, but also quite funny at the same time. Like yeah. I think he does that quite well, and I think that could be amped up. Like I really love the line when he says, "I think I'm on the wrong bus." I said weekly. Nobody turned. Yeah. Nobody cared. <laughs> yes. I love that. I thought that was great. Nobody actually cares in the city because yeah. everyone's just fucking thinking about themselves. It's true. Like... But having said that, I mean, I, I agree with you completely. I really like it, and it's true that that is a moment that can apply to both. Yeah. This. But number one. I wanted to talk about the song Fire, like that it comes on as after the ma after everything starts going really loopy. Mm -hmm. I 
for me, it was important to know whether that song was actually in the playlist before. Oh, yes. Good or point. not. Uh, Very because, nice. Uh, what was was it, it just, yeah. Because it comes after the phone starts glitching. Yeah. It's uh, exactly. the thing that really changes the mood there. That's when yes. he starts to feel really afraid. So yeah. I really like that. It needs to be something that's a little bit more prominent throughout the story. So I think he needs to spend a little bit more time there. And then second... Even though I like that nobody turned and nobody cared, mm. I wanted to know how many people, well, I don't need to know exactly how many people are there, but I pictured this bus kind of empty already because he didn't mention that many people riding we've the bus. We've got the smoking yeah. person, we've got the person who and that's shuffled it. in. And I think that it, I have a feeling that this bus is a little bit more full and that there's more going on than just what he explained at the beginning. Mm. There should be more people sitting there, just staring straight ahead, thinking, well, this is my way. Yeah. I totally agree with yeah, that. Some, some, some kind of action that re reflects what he just says about nobody turned, nobody cared. I yes, think it yes, would yes. Be, be nice if all those people ignore the guy who gets in smoking as yeah. well yeah. yeah because that's a really funny moment but he's the only person reacting yeah, to it yeah. and i think you get that newbie sense more <laughs> i don't want to look like a kind idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> he probably means to be on fire what i'm curious about is what you guys think about gabriel because that's where it it kind of does cross over into this is gabriel this is the angel yeah it, it becomes it couldn't quite be interpreted because if we're going for this real-world interpretation, I'm not quite sure what Gabriel would be except for just another passenger who can see that he's lost. I actually had my next note. I wanted to bring that up as well because I feel that when the bus stopped and the door hissed open and the mm. blinding white light stepped on, it is a very crucial moment and this is the climax of the story of when you find out what this story is, yeah. is all about. I wanted everyone on the bus to turn around and be like, this person. Oh, Do you know what I mean? I, I, I wanted that. I wanted this to be very, very dramatic. But then how would that play out in terms of, I can see how that would play out if it's the heaven and hell scenario. My original thought was that we need to play up his angelicness more. But if we want to keep both readings mm. alive, then maybe he's just a painfully good-looking person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Which he is already in my mind. Yes, those people who yes. are so... Gabriel. So <laughs> handsome it hurts, you know. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, seem otherworldly. Ridiculous. And oh, just, yes. Just look and so, you see those in big cities Just look well. so out of place on this grotty bus mm. of people on fire. That's I, we could even like call him Babriel. Babriel. I, I, I like that. That is a lot of fun. That's very Dan. Hashtag Babriel. <laughs> Hashtag Babriel. Hashtag Babriel. Do you guys have any more to say about it towards the end? I, I, I do. I have a comment yeah. on the ending. Yeah. Okay, but this is all to do with my personal reading of it. So yeah. as he leaves the bus, he's um, handed this ticket. Uh, he handed me a receipt for a free trip. When the time is right, oh, yeah. it said across the back. Yeah. Now, I love that deeply sinister note because eventually we're all going to hell, right? Yeah. Oh. So. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I already told you I was raised Catholic. I'm going to hell for sure. <laughs> My um, chaplain will defend me to the end. Yeah. But I quite like that to be the last line. So I, I think it should be something like, Gabriel put me on express that, uh, took me right back to work and I clocked in with minutes to spare. City life is a lot different than I expected. Uh, as I hung up my coat and hat, I put the ticket away in the wallet and some words on the back caught my eye. When the time is right. 
I just love when stories leave me with a really unsettled feeling. But I do. And I, I think that would be an unsettling But I have, I have to say that it's not even an unsettling feeling unless we heighten a lot of stuff in there that makes sure that this bus is just mm. going straight to hell. Like that, that needs to be a little bit more clear for me. Okay. Throughout the story, for if, that if to be that's what he's line. going for, then yeah, I agree. But also, I feel like the what I do like, what I do like about the ending, city life is a lot different than I expected, is that we're back to this sort of mundanity. All this crazy shit happens in the middle. There's smoking people. There's like like the demon bus man. There's all this like interesting interesting stuff going on with the smartphone, um, and then it, like Babriel helps him out. I think that's nice what you've, what you've said, but I, I did actually, I made a note earlier that I like this very settled ending. Okay. I like it. And it's, it's just like, I, I kind of, in the same way that you like to end a story being unsettled, I like to end <laughs> a story being like, slightly comforted and being like, oh, it's all fine. <laughs> I, like, like, I like that, I like, because I think it's, that's funny. Like, I think you can play with that and be like, oh. everything was crazy, everything was fucking crazy. And I got to work 10 minutes early. Do you, do you guys feel like it needs to be fleshed out a little bit more? Or are you happy with the length of the story? Or how much more? It's very brief. I think because it's so enjoyable yeah. to live here in this world, I'm happy to stay there a bit longer. So if it's fleshed out more mm -hmm. and there's a bit more detail in the bus and the people, yeah. so I'd love to hear more about the other people on the bus. Yeah. I don't need to hear more about the company. Yeah. I don't need to hear more descriptions of the city. Um, I do think, yeah, some details could be fleshed out, but as I, I think as I said previously, like I think, like, I, yeah, definitely just like more senses of this person's internal reaction to everything that's going on. Like, what do they feel when Babriel steps on the bus? What do they feel when the phone starts going crazy? Babriel. <laughs> Good old Babriel. <laughs> I love it. Babriel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers to Babriel. To Babriel. Can that be my drag name? Yeah, sure, Babriel. <laughs> Babriel. Did anyone know any of the songs? I don't even I, know the Grateful Dead. It's I'm, embarrassing. I'm, I feel to like my I shame, yeah. I don't know the I know the Grateful Dead, but I also don't know what the song is about. Like Dan said, I, I definitely needed more of a personal connection. Not just it gave me it gave me shivers or something. Mm. More of what this song means to this person. Exactly. Find a way to because I think that's the thing. That's how it relates to music. I don't. I think as you said earlier, I think it can be a very strong tool when you talk about music, and I think you can ground people quite well. And, and but I think you have to give a little bit of an insight as to what that song means yeah. to you. It's kind of a missed opportunity to not mm. give a little bit more information of what it is that you're trying to evoke with mm. the song. Yeah, mm. and yeah. if if. It only works for people who know the music. Yeah. Then it's an opportunity missed. Yes. Mm. So it's a shortcut true, to an emotion true. for the people who know the song, but for the people who don't, it's sad people like us who don't know the Kings, but we yeah. but know like, no, every single very, word to a channel play. That's very well. <laughs> <laughs> and Enya and I do. And sorry, I would just like to say that the title supports my reading. Because if this is a bus... We should have read the title, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> if this is a bus over the river sticks, it's literally a bus over troubled waters. Yeah, I mean, I, I it makes uh, sense. I did not. I still I wouldn't have gotten it. But I'm a very literal reader of things. Me like, too. I don't, like... I, why I, I, don't, I didn't go to Bible school like yeah. you did <laughs> no, with, no. Angel, with Angel Gabriel. For the sake of all of us readers who read very emotionally and just go a sentence by sentence, mm. you need to be mm. aware of this. 
It's the same thing. I I feel the songs are a perfect example because if you don't know the song, yeah. Even though the title may make sense, mm. yeah. I relate to it more of yeah. an emotional level. I I True. I relate to songs more as like the beat, how the beat makes yeah. me feel. And it's called wait, it's called bridge over. It's called bus over troubled waters. Which for me, again, as my initial reading, as uh, of somebody who is taking their first bus ride when they're anxious and anxiety. having something like a panic attack, yeah. troubled waters could be Works another metaphor anxiety. for anxiety. So I think it's still. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's how I read troubled waters. Yeah. Well, that was our episode. Aaron's <laughs> 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 I was like, are we, are we doing it together? Are we going, thank you, Dan. <laughs> thanks for Dan. Dan. Thanks to Dan. Yeah, thanks for Dan. Thanks for Dan. <laughs> to Dan. Let us all give thanks. Let us all give thanks, indeed. Well, I'd like <laughs> to give thanks. Sure, it's gone Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Dan. Thank this you. It's was, a pleasure. It was really, really a lot of fun and definite pleasure. Uh, it was you. such a joy. I love I love to be a strumpet. I love the strumpets. Any any day I can become a strumpet, <laughs> I will be very happy. And um, I, I mean, I only have one person to thank, really, and that's the angel Babriel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Babriel. Thanks to Babriel. Here's to Babriel. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes, queen. Shall we go out with another chorus of Eternal Flame? Oh, gonna God. Go. I think that's why we're going to go Should out dancing. Yes, yes <laughs> No, we have to go out to Eternal Flame. We have to go out to Eternal Flame. Close your eyes. Give <laughs> me your hand. Darling. Can Do you feel my heart beating? <laughs> Do you understand? Do, Do you feel the same? Or am I only dreaming? Oh, it's so beautiful the way we all did it in different keys. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Like, cat in a nunnery. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Story Strumpet's artwork and music are by the talented Tom Moore. If you want to submit a story, send it to storystrumpets at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or storystrumpets.buzzsprout.com. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes a huge difference, and it would make the strumpets burst with joy. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do another yeah. time? Do one more.